Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today, I'm having a conversation with Daniel Andrews. And Daniel's a native of Columbia, South Carolina, and he helps people build and nurture relationships with key referral partners. We're going to get into all of that, I promise. But basically, he shows people how to stop networking and start building true networks. I feel like Daniel and I were separated at birth because we have very similar passions. Um, Daniel, why don't you share a little bit about who you are and what you do, and more importantly, why you're so passionate about networking? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm in Columbia, South Carolina, my hometown. Uh, I grew up here when I was college, came back, ran a business here for 13 years, was gone for 13 years, and then came home seven years ago uh, with a model based on the fact that in business, people don't need more connections, they need better connections. And to me, better connections implied uh, one pillar at the time, which was strategic connections, right? Uh, the mover and the real estate agent, right? The mover and the divorce attorney, the salary negotiation coach and the resume writing coach, right? The graphic designer, and the web designer, right? All these people have roles that they can play, the CPA and the payroll company, right? Copier firm and the MSP, right? All these yeah. things, okay. And that model works. It's great. I'm making a good living on that model. Uh, but I realized over time that better connections implies actually two pillars, strategic connections, but also stronger connections. And so I started incorporating a lot of learning that I had evolved the hard way over 35 years, because I'm not naturally good at this. And coaching people, as somebody said, you're a relationship coach for businesses. I'm like, sure, we'll go with that. That's That's close enough. And I say it in that context, even though it's not the name I normally give myself, because when people that knew me in my first career in this town find out that I'm out coaching on relationship skills, they're like, are we talking about the same Daniel Andrews? Because I learned it the hard way, right? Yeah. Uh, it's part of it. Uh, you know, so you, there's three ways to learn, right? You learn by watching somebody that's doing it right, right? You learn by doing it and doing it right. You learn by doing it, doing it wrong and going, okay, we got to try different ones. And I've learned through all of those, but my awareness about what goes into a professional relationship as opposed to a friendly relationship with a veneer of professionalism attached has grown deeper and deeper the more I do this. And, and when I see how easy it is to accelerate people's efforts to get away from networking and to build true relationship as the fastest route to the most number of people. And when I, when I started doing the math, I'm like, oh, this is way better than going out and networking, right? You can build relationship with speed and authenticity. They are not mutually exclusive. And then you can leverage those relationships into the other relationships that already exist, which anyway, I don't know if we'll get all the way into that, but We're gonna it's faster to build. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think networking is meeting a bunch of people superficially and getting introduced to a bunch of superficial connections, you can start over superficially. That's a long, slow process. You might as well just move one suburb, suburb over and join the next chamber of commerce, right? Yep. But when you I, understand that way, to build, yeah. I think that's very transactional. And a lot of people who tell me with certainty networking doesn't work are doing that exact thing, you know, and I have one client, I'm not kidding. She's been to every networking event in her county. And, and it's a big county. It's in California. She's been to every networking event once. 
she's given out thousands of business cards and literally Monday to Friday, like event to event to event. After three months, she fell over exhausted. She said, Jeff, you're an idiot. Networking doesn't work. And I said, I don't know what to call what you just did exactly, but it's not networking. Right. Well, and that's why I, I use the phrase stop networking, right? Because whatever yeah. it is, they call it networking. And my metaphor is the word mother. Jeff, if I say the word mother, whose do you think of? Yours or mine? Clearly mine, right? Right. So unless there's a weird set of coincidences, if I try to explain to you that mothers are five foot ten, dark hair, teach high school English, you'd be like, that's not true at all. <laughs> right. So rather than try to have you redefine networking, you're right. What she wasn't doing was networking, but it is networking. It's what goes by the name networking. Yeah. Right. It's one of the I just tell labels. people stop. Yeah. I just tell people stop networking, start building true relationships because it's easier to give you a different phrase than to try to get you to reattach a new meaning to a phrase you think you already know. What she was doing, by the way, it's got a very simple name. It's called speed prospect. Oh, I right? love that. That's... that. that's literally what she's doing because she's got a one dimensional view. And by the way, when you say transactional, I think at one level that implies people's hearts. I don't think people move through time and space speed prospecting because their heart's in the wrong place. Their yeah. skill set is in the wrong place. Their awareness is in the wrong place. But the only model they have for interacting with other people is, hey, Jeff, will you buy my thing? Um, oh, uh, here, let me give you two cards because if you meet somebody that needs my thing, you can refer them to me. And yep. they go, I'm networking. And I'm like, man. And this is what's fascinating, by the way. And it doesn't much matter if she goes to everyone once or if she went to the same one 20 times. In a group setting at a networking event, you are never building relationship. Yep. You can maintain a relationship you've built. You can lose relationship by doing or saying something really stupid. But you can't build in a group. When you're in a group, you're looking to maintain what you've got not screw up what you've got <laughs> and sort for who you're going to build with. Yeah. But the building happens one-to-one, -one, maybe three at a coffee table at once, but never more than three. If you're going to build a relationship. Yeah. I love it. And by the way, my limit is four. I always say I have four in a room, but uh, three, four. Four is fine. And you're already losing voices at four, but more than four, you might as well have just gone back to three because only three people are going to talk. Yeah, and it's exactly. not because two of them are introverts. It's not because two of them don't have anything to say. It's because it's not worth the effort. Yeah, it's the dynamic. I love it. Mm -hmm. So you and I are going to cover a lot of things, but the first, I'm going to hit you with the hard question. Um, sure. So, what is the first thing you see people doing wrong when they are doing what they call networking? And I use air quotes because. Thank you. <laughs> I usually by the end of an average live stream or podcast, I even have the host going networking. I'm like, see, you're catching on. So eventually we'll have the whole world going networking, right? <clears throat> okay. By the way, I um, read a book called Networking is Not Working and I yeah. can't remember the author, but I, I was offended when I read the title. And then when I read the book, I went, got it. So see, yeah, and, I and, now and use air quotes. There, there you go. Right. <laughs> and, and the book Super Connector, the subtitle, right? I assume he's trademarked his title. Assuming it's not trademarked the subtitle. His subtitle is stop networking and start building relationships that matter. So until I hear from his attorneys, right? <laughs> With a cease and desist, that's the name of all my talks. And if I do, I'll be like, man, we need to collaborate. I have no intention to write a book. I will refer Scott Gerber's book all day long, right? All I ask is that you let me keep using your subtitle, right? I'll hold your book up in front of the screen. Well, if you quote him, technically you're honoring him and, mm -hmm. you know, just, yeah, I love it. All right. Sorry. Back to the question. Right. Okay. So the question was, what are people doing wrong? Um, the, the, the first is that, uh, yeah, that they're speed prospecting, right? That, 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 that they think that they're on, they're 
that the purpose of getting in front of a lot of people is to sort people into prospects or not prospects, right? And I get it. Profits come from revenue. Revenue comes from customers. Customers come from prospects. But the best prospects come from referral. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean a testimonial. Those are not bad. But an endorsement, an introduction, or referral can be very different, can be very powerful. It doesn't have to come from a customer. So people don't know that. So they're operating on a, on a, on a again, a speed prospecting modality, right? Are you going to buy my thing? Uh, you know, you know, ask a few qualifying questions. And the way you know they're operating is in a speed prospecting model is sometimes they'll actually pitch you at the event. And you're like, oh, no. I right? call that it doesn't matter if I've identified Jeff as... Well, I've identified you as my ideal prospect. That is meaningless until you've identified yourself as my ideal prospect. Yeah. Other than that, there's no point in talking about it. You know, one of my mentors, Oral Flormata, says, you know, the $5 question is, will you buy my thing? The $50 question is, who do you know that will buy my thing? <laughs> but the $500 question is, who do you know that would know a lot of people that would buy my thing? And again, they're operating on a speed prospecting model because number one, they don't know that the magic happens after the meeting. They think that whatever they're going to accomplish, they're going to accomplish at the meeting. As long as you think that's true, that will be true. And you will accomplish nothing because nothing can be accomplished at the meeting. And then the second <clears throat> thought is the reason they stick there is because they think to meet new people is to start over from zero. Right. But uh, the call I had earlier today, a guy named uh, Dale. I said, Dale, you know, I'm up here in the hospital room with my mom today. I didn't have the time to research. Who introduced us? He said, Mark Harry. And I said, great. He said, I don't even remember what he said to us. I just remember he told us we should get together and here we are on a Zoom. And I said, yeah, that's the power of what you and I have each with Mark. We didn't need a whole lot of reasons. Mark yeah. said, do it. And we did it. <laughs> and they missed the fact that if you get people to that point, right, the ability to get from, and I'll use a real example, Ariel Lee to Dan Roth to Anna Morgan in 12 hours with a total of eight text messages total, four outbound and four inbound. Yeah. And get on Anna Morgan's calendar. When I've never met Dan, I've never met Anna Morgan, never met Dan Roth, and I've only invested a little bit of time, but credible time with Ariel Lee. And so I'm three degrees of separation in less than 12 hours yeah. when people don't understand how big that reaches that's probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 100 million people that i can reach in 12 hours literally 100 million people i can reach in 12 hours. well it's funny i'm going to just share that um, my bucket list um bob berg was on the bucket list and somebody said oh here connected me with bob and then i was talking to somebody else and i said you know i love steve sims he's the author of blue fishing <laughs> and I didn't even expect it. I, I just said, I love him someday. I want to have him on my podcast. Um, I walked away to get a cup of tea or a drink of water. I come back and in my inbox, there's an introduction to Steve. And Steve's saying, oh, my God, I got a new book. If you're willing to promote it, I'll be on your podcast. And I was like doing the fangirl thing going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And again, like. I don't want to know what somebody pays that man to speak. Like when he's doing a keynote, he's getting a good penny. And what I love about networking is the right people bring the right people to you. And you can stop all that small talk of, you know, and, and you and I are going to talk about that whole true networking piece because um, I don't want to talk about how do I be transactional? How do I speed prospect? Don't care. But 
people who want to talk about strategic, authentic relationships, um, I've got nothing but time for those people. And that's where you and I are going to have some fun here because I think a lot of people, and you know, when I first started as I was an accountant, I was an introvert, I was shy. Um, I was the guy in the corner going, Oh my God, please don't talk to me. But you know, I'd bravely come out and talk to one person and run back to the corner, deep breathe in a bag and then go back out. Um, but now it's like, I don't want to talk about things. I don't want to talk about how we buy and sell things. I want to talk to, you know, the head of a company that reaches 10,000 of my favorite people. And how can I add value to that person by connecting them to somebody I know who reaches 10,000 of their perfect prospects. And, you know, I, I well, love matchmaking at that corporate strategic. Right. Level. And, and, and here's the interesting part, right. And people miss this. You could have gotten your name into Steve Sims inbox without Bob Bird. You could have emailed or messaged him on LinkedIn. And there you would be in his inbox. Yep. And it would mean nothing. Yep. Right. But when Bob Berg introduced you, the dialogue is in play because not because you built with Steve Sims, you'd have had to build from zero if you'd introduce yourself cold. Yep. But and you by start, the way, Daniel, yeah. in yeah. honor of the relationships, I will say that it was actually Michael Whitehouse. Um, he and I were Even talking better. about Bob Berg, and I said I'd interviewed Bob Berg, and he'd interviewed Bob Berg. And Bob Berg was just the catalyst, but Michael Whitehouse okay. is a beautiful human. He connected me to Steve Sims. Well, um, see, and now I wanted to be connected to Steve Sims, too, because several people gave me Steve Sims' book and said, this makes me think of you. And now, and I'm tight enough with Michael Whitehouse that now I know. So yes, Bob Berg was the catalyst. Michael yeah. Whitehouse gets the credit, right? And that's fine. Yeah. Power to you, Michael. Yeah. Expect we a phone call from you, me Michael. real soon. <laughs> I might <laughs> have to have a one episode podcast. I might have to have, I might have to have a podcast for one episode just to get Steve Sims on the phone with me. But he's been on podcasts to friends of mine already, right? So I, you know, I know multiple ways to get to him. But um, you know, it, exactly that. Meaning you're starting with the credibility of Michael Whitehouse. Right. When you land there, you're starting there. And that's what people miss. You're not starting over from zero. You're not walking into a new room. Right. You don't ever have to take a deep breath and breathe into the paper bag. Right. And fortify yourself with some liquid courage ever again. Because yeah. when when Steve Sims replies to that thread. Right. When the Michael Whitehouses of the world reply to that thread, when the, you know, Mark Harry's of the world reply to that thread, they're like, well, yeah, what are we working on? Right. And and that's what people miss, that if you build with a few people, you can leverage their relationships. And I say leverage hesitatingly because it can make it sound yeah. like we're treating people as objects and we're not. Yeah. And, and I think for the right people, they know exactly what you and I are coming at because you're leveraging, you know, I mean, let's go back to college. You know, you have a friend who... Um, you know, goes out and meets a nice young lady and all of a sudden um, they're having a relationship and you're like, hey, who does she know? I mean, this is the way it works and it's it's yeah, leveraging. We, we, correct. We, we all count on other people to do some filtering for us, right? Because yeah. we can't individually meet each and every person on our own. I mean, we, we can try. But, you know, yeah, you know, uh, I mean, I'm talking with a woman at the hospital today and there's two facilities that my mom can move into. And I said, you've placed, you know, you've recommended a lot of people out of here into different ones. What can you tell me? And she said, well, one's across the street and most people go there from this hospital and I know good things about it. The other one, I, I can't really say. 
but why did I give her any credibility at all? She's because she's a, placed people there before, right? I, I Yeah, she walked the path you're on. And, and by yeah. the way, Daniel, I, I feel like that's how you and I met. And, and I get a ridiculous number of messages every day where my only response is, if so-and-so says we need to meet, how do we make it happen? That's yeah. the level of yeah. relationship we have, right? I, I, I remember too, uh, Mary, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on the names at this point. I think it was uh, Melissa and Maria. I wish the names weren't quite so common, but that is, that. Who, and I sent a message and I said, Melissa, comma, Maria, I have in my notes, y'all should meet, but I apparently either can't read or fail to complete the notes. I can't even remember why. Make it happen. And they both applied with an LOL and they got on each other's calendars. And then Suzanne Taylor King, who's a great human being, who's taught me a lot too, um, sent me one one day and said, Reuben, comma, Daniel, y'all do big things, do big things together. That was the whole intro, right? Yeah. And and the, the better you know somebody, the shorter the intro can be, right? If I'm introducing and, and for the you, record, I used to write like this, you know, it was like- The more I say about you in the intro, the less I'm actually recommending you. Yep. Meaning yep. I know you not as well. Yep. The people that I know well, I'm like, no, just do the thing. Right. Well, and, and Justin Breen, for example, he, he is one of my fellow Asperger's people, and I adore his filtering process. Um, he literally gives you, Jeff is a, what does he call me? Um, I'm a quick start. He said, Jeff's a quick start. He's looking to change the world. You're this. You're looking to change the world. Change the world together. Like, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful system. And like you said, the, the longer it is, the more I'm selling the relationship, the more both parties are going, what's in it for Jeff? And so let's talk about what's in it for Jeff for a minute, because I think a lot of what I'm going to call the networkers, they want to get paid referral fees. They want to be in the middle. They want to cut. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And how does that hurt or help networking? Sure. I uh, try to have as few opinions as possible. I try to have a I try to have positions based on facts. Ooh. He's a science right. guy. I love I, science. Right. Now, I, I do have opinions. Pineapple does belong on pizza and the toilet paper hangs over the back. <laughs> oh, we're gonna but, disagree on the toilet paper. The patent is over the front. <laughs> and my point is, why does anybody care what somebody else does when the door's locked? You've got to be kidding me. Exactly. But anyway, back to the point. Those are both opinions. Okay, <clears throat> but uh, it, 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 there are some people that want finder's fees. There's not as many as you think, <laughs> and they're the wrong people. Yeah. Okay, and and I got here by doing a one-question survey. Whenever I would host a group event, there's always a few people that show up early. More power to them, right? That's great. And I'd be like, hey, while we're killing the last three minutes here, fill out this one-question survey. And with your permission, um, if you want, you want me to just read it, or do you want to screen share, or why do you want to do this? Are people going to watch a video recording of this, or only an audio? They will be watching video. Yes. Okay. Well, in that case, um, whatever serves you. Yeah. Well, I, I we'll have a little fun with this. Let me let me pull it up real quick. It's a form. It's business relationship maintenance. Okay, so I'm going to choose screen share and hopefully I have permission. Yep. Okay, we're going to choose that screen. And hopefully this gets captured in the recording. Oh, 
How do you most prefer to be recognized for a quality introduction? Right? Short text or email, letter or card, phone call, gift or gift card, cash baby, reciprocation, a quality introduction in return. Nobody's added anything other than those six so far, right? So they all mesh inside those six. Yeah. Look in an aggregate, 3.3 want a gift card, 3.3 want cash. That's less than 7%. Wow. More than six times as many, 42% want reciprocation. And almost 40% want nothing at all, short text or email. That's yeah. all they want. Okay. So Can I most add people don't list? want that. Yeah, go. One of my friends, she sends me brownies from a local bakery every time I make an introduction. So I literally work for brownies. Okay. Well, you can either, that's not a very substantial gift. So you could lump that into gift or you could lump it into, you know, letter or card because I'm sure yeah. it comes with a nice little note. Okay. <laughs> so here's my point, right? Most people aren't looking for that. We'll come back to why in a minute. Here's the other thing that's worth saying. Finders fees are not effective. And I can prove it at the macro level. If finders fees were effective, we would all be rich from too much business referred to us and too many finders fees paid to us for the business that we referred out. The fact that we're not getting a steady stream from most of our contacts tells you that most people have no interest in it. Now, here's what's interesting. It's not just that it's not effective. It is working against you. I'll give you a hypothetical and a real one. I'll give you a hypothetical and a real one. I'll try to tell you the short version of both of these. You and I driving down the highway, Jeff, yapping, 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 right? We're 30 minutes ahead of schedule to get to the airport to get on our flight to go to the conference, right? And we see a little old lady on the side of the road with a blown out tire, right? You look at your watch, I look at mine, I'm like, I think we can do this. We peel over, we jump out, I'm loosening the tie, you're grabbing the, right? You're already in your Hawaiian shirt, right? You know, you're, you're reaching for the, for the, uh, the jack, I'm getting the lug nuts loose, right? We get it done. And the little lady turns us and says, Sonny, here you go. Get yourself some lunch. Here's $10. And what are you and I both going to say? Keep it, ma'am. Just No, no, we... no, ma'am. And if it becomes obvious that she would feel better if we took it. Oh, there you're you gonna go. You're going to get behind the wheel. I'm going to hold it in my hand out the window. And the first homeless guy we see is going to take it out of our hand. And we're both going to feel better for the fact that we don't have $10 on us. Yep. I love that. You cheap it out when you bring money into the equation. You're yeah. telling the other person, I don't expect you to respect me as a human or as a business person. I just want you to send stuff my way because you'll get paid, which will well, decrease the quality of referral. If I can point that out, I actually had somebody who reached out to me and said, hey, I'm willing to pay you a referral fee. And instantly it felt like I was a jukebox and she was, you know, See? hitting right. the buttons going, OK, when are you going to start? And I'm like, that is not how I work. You know, exactly. I connect people that I know, like and trust. I met you today and now tomorrow, you know, the next day you're literally telling me, hurry up and give me some leads. Um, I'm going the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Right. So you know? it's at, so when I say that referral fees are hurting your relationships and costing you business, I mean, it. it's you're actually telling the other person. I don't expect us to ever develop anything personal and whatever personal we had developed. You didn't just say, you didn't say I threw on the brakes. You said, I'm moving in the opposite direction. So it's hurting. Here's the other fast example. Um, and I want to respect, you know, what time we've got here. Got any Mike comes to me. I barely know him, but you know, in this town, right. Everybody knows everybody. He says, Dan, he said, uh, I'd like your advice on something. I said, Mike, barely know you. I'll do what I can. He says, I think I made a mistake, but I don't know what it is. 
He said, you're the king of network building, right? Relationship building. He said, and so I'm going to tell you what I did. You tell me what I did wrong. I said, you know what, Mike, I'm up for a good puzzle. I'm not Sherlock Holmes, but if it's easy, I can answer it. And he said, I belong to a leads group that has a hundred members. I could get on a whole soft bucks about why that's a bad idea, but leads group with a hundred members. He said, I stood up in front of the leads group six weeks ago and said, if anybody can get me lunch with Billy Bob, I'll give you a thousand bucks. Lunch with Billy Bob, not the deal. Lunch with Billy Bob, I'll give you a thousand bucks. He said, I know of five people in the room that could have done it. There had to be another five or 10. In a yeah. town this size, a room that size, I know five that could. There had to be at least five or 10 more. Said, it's been six weeks. Nobody's done it. <laughs> I haven't heard a peep. I said, he said, what I do wrong? He said, we insult him. Yeah. And I said, yeah, if you're compelled to spend a thousand bucks, Mike, if you're compelled, you have two options. One is to send a blank, excuse me, not a blank, a check made out for a thousand dollars with no signature on it to Billy Bob. No payee, no signature. Thousand dollars, write in the amount, write a thousand dollars, write in the date, down in the memo, write the word lunch. And a cover letter that says, Billy Bob, if you'll go to lunch with me, before lunch starts in the parking lot, I will sign this check for a thousand bucks, let you make it out to whomever you want. And then we'll go inside and talk lunch. I mean, wow. talk business. Right now, because you now, because number one, who has a right to sell Billy Bob's time? <laughs> Just Billy Bob. Billy Bob, right? He finds out I got paid a thousand bucks to set you up at lunch with him. I've hurt my relationship with him and your relationship with him. Yeah. Billy Bob sounds you... big enough that he'd hurt me. <laughs> okay and now billy bob has a chance to sure if he wants to make the check i said number one he probably won't take he'll take you up on lunch but he won't he won't cash the check but even if he does he can make it out to himself okay cool whatever buy himself something he'll remember not brownies right number two he can give it to his grandson that just finished high school biggest graduation gift he's got he give it to his granddaughter who's struggling with you know you know she has to take off her you know midterms are here and she has to skip her waitressing shifts to study and she's going to be buying on her bills or her student loans right he can give it to the pastor or the rabbi you've been working hard this year treat yourself well in the new year whatever he can be the hero to any other people i said the other way to do it mike would be to stand in front of a room of 100 people because it's a lunch meeting right you guys what do you charge for lunch 10 books I said, doesn't that a thousand dollars? I said, yeah. He goes, I think I know where you're headed. I said, yeah, Mike, your best bet would stood up and said, if anybody gets me lunch with Billy Bob, I'll give everybody in this room lunch. I'll cover the lunch tab first week of September. I love it. Right. And then you have two people, you and whoever sets it up, get to be the heroes to 99 people. Wow. And I mean, I got chills on that one. You, you are brilliant, my friend. Just the fact that 99 people are looking at that one person and going, thank you for lunch. Like it is, is now I, I'm going to ask you a question. Cause I usually do, um, you know, would you like me to make a donation to charity? Um, but I, I, I prefer the, the first option where you give them a check and say, do whatever you want with it. Or right. It, it you know, when somebody says to me, hey, Daniel, blah, blah, 10% off, I, you know, not, not only do I give them the lecture, and that's how I get a lot of podcasts. I've shared it with some pretty deep people that have podcasts, and they're like, oh, you're going to be my guest because you have to give that talk because she's." they've said, you have shifted my perspective in 10 minutes, 180 degrees. But, you know, here's here's the notion behind it, right? So what I say is, hey, tell you what, I respect that. I appreciate you trying to do me a solid because I'm doing you a solid. I'd rather you do this. When Billy Bob gets his invoice from you, down at the bottom, there needs to be a line that says, I know Daniel Andrews 10% off. Not 10% off. Yeah. I know Daniel Andrews 10% off. 
I'd rather you give whatever margin you're playing with to Billy Bob because somewhere between the first invoice and the third, he's going to go, Mike could have kept this. No. And he didn't because he didn't say anything to me about it. I didn't negotiate it. Yeah. And then his second thought is going to be, he could have given that to Daniel and he didn't. And now we're, it's a win, win, win. Not that I'm doing it for the cred, but I don't want you, you do mailing the right checks for it just ten to fifteen dollars, right? I don't want to reconcile a PayPal transaction for you know seventy three dollars and twenty seven cents for referrals in the last quarter. Give me a freaking break! I don't. Yep. You know, it's funny. A lot of software companies they go straight to here's a referral link. Um, I've never used one. I, I just don't believe in it, and. Um, so this is exactly why I'm doing this project is, uh, you know, you, you've broken my brain. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, I think his name is Michael Roderick. His podcast is Access to Anyone. And I feel like you and he need to meet. Um, now, my other bucket list is uh, John Rulin. He's the founder of Giftology. Um, I can get you to John really quickly. Can I go back 20 years? Really? I adore John. Um, I'm just going to say that his book for anybody listening, his book is a freaking experience to receive, like order the book just to see how books should arrive at your door. Um, I have books on Amazon and they show up in, in, you know, crappy envelope. His is like opening a gift from the gods and, you know, like just the velour. Um, he has a $200 version of his book, by the way. Really, and And, that experience of opening that. But remember a minute ago when I said not brownies, yeah, because John Rulin teaches you don't give food, right? For reasons, yeah, right. But yeah, we give knowledge, guys. But yeah, I can get you to John Rulin. Wow. Okay. Well, how can I recognize somebody who needs to meet you? Um, If if Charles M. Schultz was still alive, I'd make sure you met him. But um... yeah. Um. Well, you know, you mentioned that people approach you about, you know, learning how to elevate, you know, whatever it is that they're calling networking, right? And by elevate, I mean how to get results from it. So they're speed prospecting and you... Right, right. Um, okay, so two sorts of people find the, the, the ability to elevate that experience and get results from it uh, seem to be drawn towards what I can offer them. Because uh, this will be in no way, shape, or form a sales pitch, but I do have an eight-week closed-ended, this is how you do it course it's a group dynamic we use active learning cycles it's in real time but it's online and by that i mean it's digital but it's not on demand because i don't think you can teach relationships by watching a one-way video right <laughs> uh, but anyway um <clears throat> that's a bit of irony but yes right, right, I, I agree exactly. with you so so, so the, the group modality exists for a reason right but anyhow back to the point um the people that may want to engage with you about how to engage with me fall into kind of two ends of a, of a bell curve. On one end are the people whose roles are so common, real estate, mortgage, insurance, financial services, whose roles are so common that they're not just competing for customers, they're competing for key referral partners. My town has 2,500 real estate agents, 2,500 mortgage lenders. They don't pair them up as you graduate from real estate school. Here's your new best friend, I hope you like him. Right. Right. If I wanted to go into the mortgage lending business in this town, I could spend tens of thousands of dollars and probably several years trying to get my name out and convince the city that I'm good at mortgage lending. Or I could find five key realtors and convince them I'm good at mortgage lending. 
The five is easier, faster, and cheaper, and more likely to last lasting success. Because anybody that's going to respond to me because of a postcard will respond to the next guy or gal because of his or her postcard. Okay. Yeah. So people that are competing for key referral partners <clears throat> and their district managers. Yeah. <laughs> Because those people know who's good and who's not. Susie called Daniel. You need help. Bob called Daniel. You need help. But I am putting it out there to the universe. I want to be doing more corporate programs. So if you oversee a team of anywhere from five to 50 salespeople and you want a custom program, I can deliver a custom program for you guys. Okay. The other end is, P so those are people whose fastest route to success is leveraging quality relationships. Okay. The other end of the spectrum is people whose success is dependent. It's necessary for them to leverage relationships. If you build 2,000 other websites, all you need is a membership in a chamber of commerce in your local church, synagogue, or mosque. That's it. If you build 100,000 other websites, you're going to have to use your network to get to their network to get to their network. You're going to have to use your, your Michael Whitehouses to get to your Steve Sims, right? Because yeah. that and wasn't just going to appear. Since she introduced you and I. And the Christine, right. And the Christine Deans to get to the Jeff Borshows of the world, right? Okay. <clears throat> so if they're niche enough that their offer is not that generic, right? The professional mermaid, the uh, salary negotiation coach. Uh, the I don't make stuff up, by the way. The real yep, client. I've met those. The guy that sells glow in the dark rope, which, by the way, is a niche business, but it's also a billion dollar business. Glow in the dark rope. Hmm. Yeah, Coast Guards and Navies. I'm Googling that for other uses. That's sure. My kids and, love glow-in-the-dark anything. So well, and you know, pet leashes and collars, right? But but also life rings. A bright orange life ring is great when the sun's out. It might as well yep. be black when, when it's nighttime. I never thought of that. Look at that. So, right. So the market's in the billions, but he's only needs about five buyers to get into the billions, right? Yep. But he doesn't live next door to any admirals. He's not at the golf club with the head of the U.S. Coast Guard. He's going to have to network his way there. I know somebody who's on the Joint Chiefs of Staff in the White House, so let's talk offline. Ta-da! <laughs> See, that's the power of networking, right? Well, whatever we yeah. do. I, I call what we do networking, and everything else is networking. So, Right, exactly. Building a network. Um, I always use it in a noun form, right? And let's, let's use John Rulin as a really good example. Because I use him, I screenshot, okay? I think this is interesting. I don't know if he posted on Facebook, on LinkedIn. I saw he posted on Facebook. So John Rowland, that I've known 20 years, puts up on Facebook, I'm a investor in a beverage technology company. I don't even know what those two words mean. And I'd like an introduction to the C-suite at Topgolf. Can anybody help me? And he posts that on Facebook. I call it a yeah. bat signal. It's not a yeah. targeted request from a targeted member yeah. of your network to a targeted so the It's a bat, bat signal. signal. Yep. And so I mark it. I'm like, I put that up, right? I have three screens. I put that up. I'm going to watch this thread for a hot minute. Ryan, about an hour and a half later, says, one of my clients has such and such a role. I'd have to pull up the screenshot because I did screenshot. So one of my clients, you know, um, if it yeah. serves you. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, okay. Worked with PGA golfers. Right, okay. No, my point is it's already been done. Yeah. So yeah. hour and a half later, Ryan says, one of my clients is such and such a role. Connect with me so that, not because he doesn't trust John Rulin, yeah. 
but because he wants to make sure that he's making the introduction correctly, right? Is this the yeah. right guy and what should I say, right? And here's what's fascinating. I've known Ryan 20 years too. Ryan and John have known each other 20 years, but John <laughs> didn't know that Ryan knew. Yeah. So he put out a bat signal, Yeah. right? Hour and a half. Now, I don't know how long it took me to get the appointment, but an hour and a half, John Rulin, who's already famous, has just shortcutted the system. Number one, it proves that even famous people need a network. And number two, yep. how fast did he get there, right? Because if it wasn't for that, it would be me here talking today. And this is three months on, and he would just now begin to leave, which is still not a bad deal. Yep. <laughs> right. But he didn't know who knew. So Ryan said, now, what's even more interesting is a guy named Trey says, I'm hurt. You didn't ask me. Smiley face. And John, this is all in, you know, in, in public view. Yep. John says, really? You could have hooked me up? And Trey says, now I'm hurt twice. You didn't ask me and you didn't think I are, you know. He goes, of course I had one. And I and I went in there. I've never met Trey in my life. I said, that's my shtick. I said, you can't <laughs> be stealing my line. I said, my my shtick is why didn't you ask me? And he's like, oh, we're going to be good friends. Yep. I don't know that we're friends yet, but we like each other's posts and comment on each other's yep. lifestyle and, you know. You will yeah, be. I mean, I, we're working on something, right? A little at a time. Well, but my I, point I love is, the more than scene. one person wanted to help. People wanted yeah. to help. Yeah. And that's and, how fast John got to the C-suite at Top Golf. Well, and it's funny because when people come to me and say networking doesn't work, it's because they're doing it all wrong. And, you know, literally, I, I once joked that I felt like I was a kid at a playground and you pulled up in a white van and offered me candy. Um, that You don't want to be that person. <laughs> If I feel creeped out, just that was, that was a very, uh, I was about to say that's a bad metaphor, but anyway, it, it will you can't it will get it out of your head. <laughs> well, right. I mean, I mean, and, and the, the number of ways to do it poorly are infinite, right? Yeah. And I don't want to imply there's only one right way. I think you can be authentic and still do it. But people, it, 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 it's circular. People think that everything they're ever going to accomplish are going to accomplish at the networking event. Yeah. And therefore, they don't take the long view, which is not the lengthy view. It's just the long view. They don't take the deep play. They take the superficial play because they think that's all that's accessible to them. And they don't realize that to sit there and get into this conversation, right? I don't need cop golf right now, but I know who to go to if I do. You or Ryan and Trey yeah. Taylor and put the three of you up against each other. Go, how fast? Let's see which one of you can get the referral quickest, right? Exactly. Well, right. But, but I like playing those games, by the way. Those are my favorite. Sure. Somebody sets the bat signal. I want to win that contest. Just that's it. So I'm in a room and somebody says, you know, we're, we're, it's a networking group, right? That I attend because I do believe in showing up there mostly because those people need help, right? I'm like, okay, come talk to me. But um, we're doing a little round robin about what's challenging your business. So a guy posits the challenge that he has. And uh, Stefan um, Zavalin comes off mute. He says, you need to talk to Suzanne Taylor King. And I came off mute and said, I came off mute to, say the same thing. And I said, Stefan, you can have that intro. You can get the credit. And he goes, no, no, you can do it. I said, no, no, Stefan, you do it. And I said, Stefan, you do it because two things. Number one, I introduced Stefan to, to Suzanne. I'm still getting credit because I'm part of that chain, right? Yep. <laughs> Number two, I text Suzanne in real time. Suzanne, what are you doing? Here's the Zoom link. Show up now. Huh. And like three minutes later, she pops in on Zoom. She's like, somebody mentioned my name. It was like, how did that happen? And Stefan's like, I think I know who I think I know who just pulled the carpet out from under me there. I was like, Stefan was talking about you, Suzanne. I want to make sure you got the credit you deserve. Love right? it. And, and, and that's the thing. Networking done well is an art and it's beautiful and it's magical. It really is.
All right. Now I could talk to you all day, but I do have another Would one you? I have to run to. But ironically, somebody who needs to meet you and I'll connect with you offline. Um, but Daniel, thank you for being with me on the show today. Um, I learned a lot and I had a lot of fun and I'm going to look for some amazing humans that need to meet you. So thank you. I appreciate that, Jeff. We're going to have a good time together.